Welcome back to the Going Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Austin White. I'm a sports reporter here at the Pueblo Chieftain. Today we're going to, we're going a little underground. We're going to be looking at each team, trying to find an X factor in the last couple games for each team. Kind of looking at somebody for each squad that, if they can bust out, have a good game, can really change the tide of the season because we got a lot of teams that are trying to hold on to a regional spot or get into one or a guy who in regionals could maybe turn this team into a state bound squad or someone like West into a state title winning squad so let's jump right into it We'll start with the team that's clinched league last week already, Pueblo West, 8-0 in league. Past two, they haven't 10-run a team. They've actually had to play seven innings. So, you know, good and bad parts of that, obviously. But their X-factor guy I'm going to go with is Devin Nuff. He's a starting pitcher for the Cyclones. Nate Denniston all year has been great. He's got an ERA of, I think I just saw, like .42. Just absolutely killing it out there. But, you know, with pitch limits, he can't pitch every game. If you want to make it through regionals or through state, you got to have a couple guys. Enough has already proven that he can be that guy, and he needs to continue to be that X factor, that guy who Cyclones know that they can also rely on if, say, Denniston is off one game and they need him to come in for a title game or a game in regionals and they need to win. So far this year, he's got a 4.62 ERA and a 36 to 24 strikeout to walk ratio. He's done a good job of kind of getting out of trouble. Um, we kind of saw that last week against Pueblo County on Saturday in the in the game that clinched them, clinched it for him, clinched the league title. He had three walks, allowed four hits, and you know County had a couple times where they those all came in one inning and they had base loaded or a guy on first and second and. Nuff got out of it, and Pueblo West went on to win that game 7-0. to Having Nuff to be able to go to after Denniston is just going to be huge because regionals, like I've said on the show many times, regionals, that's two games in one day. you got Denniston can't pitch both. You need to have two guys who can handle this. If Nuff can just really keep up what he's done, I mean, Pueblo West should have no problem pitching-wise when it comes to some like regionals or state or enough can be that X factor and, you know, give them the punch of an ace from their second spot. Cause enough could be that kind of ace for probably pretty much any other team. Next up, let's talk a little bit about Centennial and, Man, is this team, they've caught absolute fire. They've won five of the last six games. No one lost coming to Pueblo West, which they got 10 run, 13 to 3. But after two winnings, they were winning 3 to 2. And hey, that Centennial was the first team in the league to even just hold a lead against Pueblo West. So kudos. You know, maybe they showed a little something if I can get to West. But the X factor for the Bulldogs is going to be just. Absolutely any of their other pitchers. <laughs> I mean, Keyshawn Telly, 
has been absolutely great this year. I mean, he's got a great great strike-to-walkout ratio. He's got a solid ERA. And he's pitched 49 innings. I mean, that's I'm pretty sure that's by far more than anyone else in the league, and I don't know. That's probably up there in state. I mean, the dude has just put the team on his back when it comes to pitching, and he's done a great job of doing it. Centennial's got a couple other starters they've used. They've uh, Zach Slaughter's been a little bit. He's pitched 35 innings as well. I mean, that's not a low number either. He's got a 4.45 ERA, and really the dude just lets teams put it in play because he's got 11 strikeouts compared to nine walks. I mean, he just lets he, he lets the guys turn it over themselves, the batters. The other pitcher they've kind of used in the starting role has been uh, Ty Rink. 26 innings pitched, 6.62 ARA, 22 to 12 strike to walkout ratio. And really this hot streak that the Bulldogs have been on really started in this game a couple weeks ago against Pueblo County. Seth, New- Seth Nunez started the game pitching for him because Slaughter, I believe, was out. He was hurt or something, I believe Coach Joe Vigil said. And Telly had already pitched, so he couldn't pitch this game. So he went to Nunez, and he pitched an abs- He pitched great against County. I mean, at the time, County was hitting pretty well. County went into the seventh inning, leading 4-2. And uh, I believe it was the fifth inning, Joey Solano came in to pitch for Centennial and really held them out of it, too. I don't think, I don't think they scored on him. I think the four runs came on Nunez. They went into that seventh inning, and they scored six runs. And they won the game eight to four. I mean, that doesn't happen if you have if you don't have Nunez and Solano to step up and hold the team to four runs like they did. Those two proved that they could step up against a good team and kind of hold their own and give their team a chance to win. So I mean, just if any of these four can just kind of step up and continue to give solid innings like Nunez and Solano did, Centennial is not going to be a team that anyone else in the state is going to want to see in a regional. I mean, they're already on fire when five of six. I mean, they upset South. I mean, they took down Central. I mean, they 10 to 1 Central. I mean, they lost to Central 11 to 10 the first time. Central scored 11. Second time around, they scored 1. I mean, Telly pitched, but I mean, it's just a testament to how much having that second pitcher can kind of change the season outlook for Centennial. And like I said, you get two solid starters come regionals. That's you got to win two games. So you need two chance, you need two guys who can give you a chance to win. So if Slaughter, Rank, Nunes, Solano, Lang's pitched a little bit, I mean if any of them can just step up and pitch like how really they have been the past couple weeks. Centennial should have no problem getting into a regional and potentially making some noise there too. Up next, we're going to jump over to South. They had a bit of a rough week. They lost to Centennial and then had to go against West and actually played West very well. I heard that Nick Parisi pitched a great game. Oh, they lost 5-1, to one, but holding West to just five runs, I mean, that's that's very commendable. And really, I mean, South's pitching has been great all year, and you had in Nick Parisi doing that to West. I mean, 
South has pitching galore. So they could be okay when it comes to regionals, like I've been saying. You know, pitching is a lot of it. But the X factor I'm looking at is going to be able to help on that offensive side, and that's R.J. McKelly. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, so I'm going to refer to him as R.J. the rest of the way to avoid butchering that over and over. <laughs> so for R.J., out of all the guys on the team who have played all 19 games, he's second in batting average at uh, 3.33 batting average, only behind A.J. Cordova. He's got 15 RBI, which is tied for the second most on the team. And, you know, he's proven that he can be. He's proven that he can be power hitter. He can hit for an average. I mean, the power came. They played Pueblo County, and they were they went down 1-0. to And then in the bottom half of the inning, RJ comes up and hits a dinger to left field over Cole Martino on County, who has been, you know, one of the better pitchers in the league. Having someone who has proven that they can be hit for average, hit for power kind of guy, I mean, this is what South needs. I mean, I've kind of said it a little bit all year, but South can put up runs. Absolutely, they can. It's just consistently. that It just hasn't happened. They'll have games where they put up one against West or one against East, or they'll have games where they put up 14 against a team like Lewis Palmer. They have the guys who can hit. I mean, Cordova has hit... Very well. I mean, he's got the highest average on the team. I think it was about 384. Christie's hit well. I mean, they got a Ramirez, who's power hitter. I mean, they have guys who can do it. It's just finding it consistently. And I think RJ has kind of proven that a little bit, that he can, you know, if he can kind of step into that and be, you know, a middle-of-the-lineup kind of guy who can consistently find his way on base... You know, that'll give South some runners on base. I mean, they got a couple guys who can steal with Christy, too, and Seth Mora has some wheels. Getting RJ on base is going to be huge for them to just get some traffic out there, you know, try to put some pressure on, on the other team. I mean, West and Coach Sanchez said he builds his team on speed because, you know, this is high school ball. You put a little pressure on some of these guys, it's not easy. They might not be able to make a play, so... Getting that traffic will be important for South, but RJ can also help with bringing him home, too. I mean, he's got 15 RBI, which is second on the most on the team, but, you know, 15 isn't too many. You know, you probably want that to be a little more. And RJ can do it. It's just, obviously, RBIs take the guys in front of him getting on. If they can just, if South can just consistently find a way, I mean, they're, they won't have many worries because, like I said, they have the pitching for sure. It's just you get into a regional, you have to show up each game. And if their offense just takes one off, it's going to be the end of the season. Now we're going to move right along over to Central. The X factor that I'm looking at is Gino Servi. I mean, all year we've seen that this central team can hit. You know, the past couple games they've struggled a little bit offensively, but, you know, with all the seniors they have, I don't believe that will be a continuing trend. They'll probably find their swing again and be right back in it probably this weekend, put up a big total. All year it's just been about can they get a guy 
to pitch them a, a great game. They had Muniz step in for a game against County, and they got revenge against County and won that one. But Muniz pitched this last game against Centennial and struggled a little bit, and they lost that one 10-1. to I mean, Central, just all they need, they need somebody on the mound to say, hey, I got this, I'm going to shut this team down. And you know, you kind of got to look to Geno Servi for that. I mean, the kid... This is his third year pitching on varsity. You know, he's been primarily a pitcher. I mean, he hasn't gotten to hit very much because he's, you know, Ranson has wanted him to focus on pitching. He's been able to hit a little bit more this year. But, you know, he's a senior, and I'm sure himself he wants to kind of step up into this and, you know, be the guy on the mound for this team in his final year. His number, he's got a 6.46 ERA, a 29 to 26 strike to walkout ratio in, in 34 and a two-thirds innings pitched. You know, Central's proven that they can do this. You know, they're, they've got 14 wins this year. They're a solid club. With, I saw Gino all year, during the, all during the basketball season. He was always the guy in the crowd, talking the most, talking it up with everybody, talking at the other team, and I love that about him. And, you know, I think he just needs to kind of carry that onto the mound a little bit, you know, kind of carry some of that some of that attitude, bring some of that to the mound. I mean, try to spark some because try to spark something on the mound because Central needs it right now, and I believe Gino has it in him to where he can, you know, kind of find this a little bit and kind of find his stuff. And you know, once Central gets into that regional, they're going to need a guy. I mean, Central's going to see the best pitcher of some of, someone else's team, and they're going to need to match that. Because, you know, Central is a good hitting team, but, you know, they play they played tough pitchers, and, you know, it hasn't been 10 rounds a game. They played Deniston over at West and put up two. You know, they played Telly at Centennial and only put up one. They're going to need a guy who can match that. And I'm looking to Gino to do that, and I believe he has it in him. The last two teams we're going to look at both kind of face similar issues. Uh, we're going to start with Pueblo County, and really the issue has kind of been run production. But the X factor that I'm looking at for them is going to be Chase Hartman. You know, it's kind of been about the sophomores on this Hornet team. I mean, Cole Martino, sophomore. Trevor Thomas had a great year offensively. He's a sophomore. Let's throw in another sophomore with Hartman. I mean, he's been the team's catcher, which is you know it's catcher he's obviously important piece he's a leader on the field out there and i mean we talk about pitching on well we i talk about pitching on this show all the time and how important it is but you know behind every great pitcher is a get is a great catcher you know hartman has been great defensively you know stopping pat stopping balls in the dirt i mean i don't know his numbers uh caught stealing wise but you know Having someone reliable back there is important, especially when you have Martino, who is still a sophomore, you know. And Biddle. Biddle's a senior, but, you know, not too much experience. So having a guy back there you can rely on in case someone gets a little wild is obviously very important. He's been a consistent hitter on the team with a three sixty seven average. He's got 12 RBI, which is tied for the second most. And he's got four extra base hits. And 
County needs some offense. I mean, they've got the pitchers. I've talked about it, I talked about it before with Martino and Biddle being a great one-two punch that they can have, and then Bruman being a good third guy as well. But you know, you got to score. You got to score to win. I mean, it doesn't matter how well Martino or Biddle or Bruman pitch if they don't score. It ain't gonna happen. I mean, West was a perfect example. They had they had guys in position on against West, and just consistently weren't able to bring them around. They held West to seven, which West averages ten runs a game, so I'd call that a win if you held them under ten. County has to find a way to capitalize on those, and I believe Hartman can be a part of that. It's tough because really, he just needs to get on because he's a catcher. He can get courtesy run for, and County can bring in a quick kid. So. That's the biggest way Hartman can kind of help offensively is just just getting on. I mean, you need traffic like I was kind of explaining with South. And with Hartman, it'll be quick traffic. (laughs) If that's a thing, that's like an oxymoron, right? Hartman can also, he's proven that he can bring home some guys too. 12 RBI. Like I kind of said with uh, RJ on South, it kind of depends on guys getting on in front of him. But, you know, with... I believe Hartman kind of hits up in the lineup. I believe that's what I've seen him. With guys like Martino and Trevor Thomas behind him, just get on. Hit a double. Martino can hit a strong double and bring you home. Thomas can maybe hit a single and bring you home. I mean, there's they have the guys behind Hartman who can do it. He's just got to, you know, continue to... That 367 average, it's good. You know, high school, I'd say 400 is great. And, you know, if Hartman can get up to that 400 and, you know, consistently keep finding ways these past two games to get on base, County can kind of maybe recover here. They just lost to East 5-3. to three. They only put up three runs on East. County's going to have to find a way to score, and I believe Hartman can kind of lead that charge, kind of be that X factor offensively. Now we're going to end with East, absolutely back from the dead East. <laughs> they were they had lost to Denver North, fell to 6-13, and 13, and they're 41 in the RPI, and, you know, they were going up against Central, and it just it felt like it was going to be a bit of a storm, <laughs> you could say. But, you know, Zach Montalonga went out there and pitched a game of his life against Central, and, they, and he pitched a complete game shutout. It got East a win. And in this last game, they took down County 5-3, to three, and they've won two in a row. And, you know, suddenly they have life. They're 30, 37 in the RPI before I came over here to record this. They still have a chance. They still have a chance. And the X factor for East that I think can help them get there is going to be Kyle Miller, sophomore, shortstop. I love watching this kid play basketball because he's just, he's probably the best sharpshooter in the SCL out there. I mean the game against the game they had against Whitefield was just memorable. They were they were down in overtime and Miller hit like three threes in the first overtime and hit one at the buzzer that sent it to double and East went on to win. It was crazy. That same offensive spark that Miller brings from the three point line, he's gonna need to bring at the plate for East. 
He's got a 377 average, and he's got 23 hits, which is the most on the team. So he's already kind of been doing it, but he's only got nine RBI, which, you know, might be credit to he's kind of struggling a little bit in front of him to get on. He's also only scored six runs himself, which also is kind of a product, you know, you need guys to hit you home. East has a team has only scored 90 runs this year in 21 games. I think that's about an average, about four and a half. I mean, in high school baseball, that is, that's probably just not going to be quite enough. I mean, East has good arms. I'm not saying anything, but I don't know if four and a half runs will be able enough to match. I mean, Montalongo, like I said, that was the game of his life. And he's shown that he can't, you know, he can't shut down a good team. That's central that we're talking about. They averaged seven runs a game and he held them to nothing. But, you know, you want to be able to find a way to score. And East, that's been their biggest struggle. Their 90 runs is last in the SEL. What Miller can do is, you know, just keep doing what he's doing. Finding hits. Keep finding ways on base and, you know, believing in this team. Because these guys... I tell you, after the Central game, there was a whole new energy from them. Absolutely. Miller can help, you know, keep that energy up, find ways on base, you know, figure out pictures, come back to the dugout, tell them, like, hey, I saw this, and this worked out for me. Let's repeat it. Miller's also got eight stolen bases on, on the team, which is tied for the most, which kind of been a theme a little bit throughout this podcast, but applying that pressure can help you Produce runs. But you can only do that way if you're getting on base. If Miller can, you know, continue finding ways on base and steal bases and put that pressure and get into scoring position and allow for someone to get a base hit and bring him around home, is going to be huge. And the other big part about Miller is he plays at that shortstop position. And, you know, look, throughout the season, it's been a bit – it's been a bit of a struggle for him. I mean, he's still a sophomore, still kind of learning a little bit, I'm sure, but he's got 10 errors over there. But the past couple games, he's locked down. I mean, he's got a great arm already. It's just been kind of some fielding things. I know that game against Montalongo, he had probably three or four ground balls and absolutely no trouble with all of them. Heck, he even had one great sidearm play. He didn't quite make it. He was able to snag a ball up the middle. Kind of got himself turned, but it was against Nico Martin, who was too fast so he, he wasn't able to throw him out but he put a great throw on it right on the money if Miller can just you know keep holding down that shortstop position defensively and find the ways on base that he has been there's no reason that East can continue this hot streak and continue to find a way maybe into a regional That's it for this week's Going Yard podcast. Uh, before I get out of here, I just want to give a shout-out to Rye Baseball as well. If you hadn't heard, they took down the number one team in Class 2A in Peyton. Rye will certainly be ranked number one in the new coaches slash media poll next week because they were ranked number two. Great game. I mean, Rye came out, put up five runs against one of the Class 2A's best pitchers in the first two innings. Took a 5-1 lead. Damon Ellerton pitched great. Bryce Benz came in and pitched great. I mean, definitely keep an eye on Rye. This Class 2A tournament is in Pueblo at Runyon. 
and they're definitely going to be something you want to check out because they're just absolute ballers over there. And, you know, they've only got two seniors, too. So I don't think this is going to be a one-year thing for Rye either. But that's been the Going Yard Podcast this week. Let me know what you think. If you don't agree with my X-Factors, if you love my X-Factors, whatever you want to say, you can reach my email at awhite at chieftain.com. Or you can reach me on Twitter. My handle is at AJWRules44. We're getting down to it now. I'm very excited. Regionals are 17th through the 18th. The last day of league play is May 6th, I believe. It's getting down to it. And, you know, these teams have kind of regressed a little bit back to the 32 line. And Centennial's gone up. East has gone up. It's going to be a lot of fun these last two games. A lot of teams playing for a lot of positioning. Definitely head on down to Runyon and check some games out if you haven't already. So that's that's it for the Going Yard Podcast. My name's Austin White, and I'll see you next week.